Mic test, one, two. Bringing you a podcast from the SJCS Student Council. Be all ears as we, Judenites, are going on air. Once a Judenite, always a Judenite. Relive your memories here with Judenite on air. I'm Harris D. And I'm Miguel. And today, we have three very special SJCS teachers here, namely Mr. Obanya, Ms. Rico, and Mr. Clemente. In commemoration for Teacher's Day, we will be interviewing our beloved teachers, and we hope to get their insights and thoughts about school and being a teacher here in SJCS. So, hi teachers, how are you feeling today? Yeah, hi. <laughs> yeah, we're good, we're good. So excited to hold this episode because I also want to know about your experiences and your points of view. And, and like just to chat with you, because for me, it's been hard to talk to teachers, especially in online class. It's not the same, it's not the same type of uh, interactions that we get in face-to-face. So I'm glad that we could have this moment with each other. First off, we would like to ask, what expectations did you have before you entered the field of teaching? One of my college <laughs> professors told me and my classmates that what we were taught might not be the actual scenario when uh, we're on, already out in the real world. And so my expectation really was uh, this profession would require me to become like a lifelong learner. If you're in the teaching profession, you cannot stop learning. That's the number one expectation I had. That's yes. very inspiring. But <laughs> you mentioned... Uh, how your expectations, how the teacher said it wouldn't exactly be the same as to when you are already in the profession. So would you say it's drastically different, Paul, from how you expected before you began teaching? Yes, because in our class, it is very ideal. I don't know if Mr. Rico and Mr. Obanja will agree to that. It's very ideal. We're thought of, I mean, the ideal. But once when you're already in, in the field, in the real world, it's totally different. I agree with uh, Mr. Clement. Actually, actually, as for me, no, I think we have the same idea as regards to expectations. For me, um, my expectations were primarily set on myself. I think just like what Mr. Clement uh, said, our professors actually warned us that things would be different once you really get into the teaching um, job. Everything that was taught in school were basically theoretical in nature. But once you get to meet your first student, everything you learned would be different. Sometimes you would actually ask yourself, did I learn this? Which theory should I actually make use when, when I'm dealing with this kind of challenge? So what Mr. Clemente said, I think if you are a teacher, you'd really have, you have to learn all the years of your life. Because you'd have to be leaps and bounds apart from your students when it comes to knowledge. Otherwise, you'd serve as their classmate. You'd have to impart something that probably most of them do not know yet, or they would have difficulty understanding. Well, just like what Mr. Clemente said, everybody who graduated from college was very idealistic. Um, Sir Banya, would you like to give your own um, story? Okay, uh, I totally agree with uh, Sir Clemente, Sir Easy, and uh, and and Miss uh, Miss Rico. In, in my part, that was way back 2003 when I started teaching, uh, 20 years old, <laughs> and uh, my first teaching experience was with grade three, which is really different from what I was taught of in secondary education because that's. That's only the offer that I had during that time, and I was really excited to uh, dive in <laughs> and try the things that I've learned way back in college. 
ka mas na ano sir saan ka mas uh, nahirapan sa grade school or sa secondary sa high school high school perhaps kasi I was given a chance to teach in second year high school kasi wala pang grade 7 wala pang K-12 yeah. so second year high school and uh, kasi age gap namin it's really it's a small difference lang eh 3 years lang ang gap namin eh so just imagine yeah. that <laughs> they will treat yeah, you like a, <laughs> somewhat same with their age and uh, they were really difficult to handle at first uh, but then again uh, if I were to choose way back during those years I'll definitely choose the elementary because I really felt the uh, the love and the support <laughs> of the children but when I got the chance of teaching high school way back in 2012 so that's where I learned more on how to handle uh, high school students. Yeah, I truly appreciate the efforts on your parts, Paul, as teachers, in the way that you cascade the message, um, in a way that's very digestible for students. And I truly appreciate, especially Mr. Clemente and Sir Obanya, you were my teachers for that time when I was in grade 6 and grade 7, yeah, and I like history a lot. I was, <laughs> I was Paris' classmate then nun. All three of you have been, uh, well, Miss Rico's my current teacher sa UCSB. Tapos lahat kayo, social studies yung handle. So it's really cool to have you here. Yeah, the okay. memories from LM and Miss Rico being my current Model United Nations coordinator. It's gonna be a blast. I'm looking forward to it. Anyways, so given that you talked about your experiences and what got you into teaching, would you mind if we ask what inspired you to keep going, to keep the, the passion going despite all the years that you have been teaching? Uh, for me, so what inspired me or to choose teaching as a profession, it all started in high school when I was chosen as a student teacher in history for three days. And during those times, it really felt good. It made me feel happy and satisfied. It, I also received commendations from my teachers, from my uh, fellow students that I did well. And in that particular moment, I realized that this is what I'm good at. And that I should pursue this as my career. And so that's what happened. And currently, I'm still happy with my chosen career. And no regrets at all. How about you, Ms. Rico? Uh, well, actually, the road for me to education was, I think, a little bit winding at first. Because my first course in college wasn't really education. I first took up mass communication. But then, during my first year, I, I met this excellent teacher. I think she was my teacher in Philippine history and government. And then later that year, I found myself enjoying our conversations about philosophers and stuff like that. Well, particularly social science. But then during the time, I had to stick to my course. But it's true that when you're not happy in a particular endeavor, I don't think that you'd really be able to finish it. So after two years, I decided to shift to education and then I majored in uh, social studies. And then I couldn't be uh, any happier. My first teaching job wasn't really particularly in a school setting. Uh, I was an ESL instructor for Korean. So right now, a lot of people are enjoying K-pop. Well, I think I'm way past um, you know, or the Korean way because I, I taught Koreans for like, I think six years. I, I really can't remember because right after college, I taught Korean students and then I served as their tutor here for those Koreans who were living in the country um, and then I was offered this job in a university here in Manila as a substitute teacher and then right after my contract ended I was asked if I was willing to stay and then I did and I really enjoyed it then I also stayed 
um in that university for for quite some time but then i came to a point when i felt that like my career as well as my personal belief and principle have been um stagnating you feel like you're not growing as an individual and as a professional so i wanted to look for a place or an environment where i would be able to make all my visions come true and then that's where i ended in st jude catholic school and uh, the first time that i met students i i knew from the start that all the things that i have ever dreamed of for for a student and for a particular program would definitely come true here. It's really so inspiring how how you came from a different course and then you shifted to teaching and then like it's really a long road before you got here and then I'm just I'm glad that you you found your joy here and I hope it I hope it stays like longer and It's it's just glad to see people like live out their dreams and do what they love. Kaya sa Rabanya. Actually same with Miss uh, Rico. It's a journey uh, to choose teaching. Uh, actually way back in college uh, out of practicality I picked education because I think I can finish education for four years then I'll have a diploma and uh, I, I can definitely teach but it's a different world out there once you're graduated from college and how many years teaching career Mo- almost 20 well uh, I have to lessen that because uh, there was a time after my first school after six years uh, burn out that's that's true may may ganon actually parang ang quarter life crisis eh bata pa but then again <laughs> it feels like uh, i'm not enjoying uh, teaching anymore and i think there's a there's a better opportunity outside so 2009 to 2012 just before saint jude hiatus uh well, call center then another school then call center then call center again then teacher then uh, call center then 2012 saint jude catholic school uh came along and here i stayed i'm, I'm very passionate in teaching my subject i i, I enjoy telling stories and uh, and discovering things from what I've read and of course from my students as well. Pag di gumagana yung iPad, paano to? <laughs> Then one of my students will come up and teach me how to do it and uh, yun yung nakakatuwa. Magta 10 years na next year so parang wala lang. Ang bilis. I think it's more passion talaga. Mm, wow, we couldn't be prouder that all of you guys found your final destination here in St. Jude. You final know, destination talaga. Final destination in the present time. Siguro career-wise, no? Career-wise. Career-wise, of course. Career-wise. Pero it's nice that you all have your unique pivotal moments when you realize that this is your vocation. Um, when Miss Rico talked about how she got inspired by another teacher, you know, that could be the same for another student here in St. Jude who might be inspired by a teacher and will take up that path as well. Also, Sir Obanya, I would like to say the storytelling part, I really agree. Well, I had a lot of fun in history class before because the storytelling. Yeah, and just for me, I, that's the biggest part for history and for social science. It, it creates conversations for everyone. And for teachers like you, you guys make it so easy for us to understand and appreciate the culture and the art that is teaching. It wouldn't be the same if we had we had a different subject or different teachers. It really wouldn't be the same. Parang one thing will affect the other. And yeah. yeah the communication between the teachers and the students, it's very important. Since like in Miss Rico's case, it could really inspire somebody to, you know, pursue a certain path. So that's actually nice career advice for anyone listening. But anyways. Yeah, <laughs> so you have been going on for a long time. Do you have any certain 
um, motos or ideas that you guys really stick with? Yeah, I'll start para iba naman yung ikot namin. <laughs> Simple lang, uh, tomorrow is another day because there are days and I think you've already experienced this with me that uh, because of a lot of stories to tell within a limited time slot. So tomorrow is another day. We will continue our discussion the following <laughs> day or the quiz will be set on another day. Uh, I guess that's my uh, prevailing motto. While teaching, tomorrow is another day. We can only do enough. Oh, sa Tagalog nga, sapat na to. Bukas na lang ulit. So, that's my motto in life for teaching. Well, as for me, I, I really do not have a particular motto. No? But I remember when you asked me that question, um, I remember Martin Luther King Jr. He once said, like, if you were a gardener, you'd have to be the best gardener that when the undertaker uh, would take you, even him would feel sorry for having taken you. So I'd like to live up to that. Like if I'm going to teach today, I'm going to give it my all with whatever I have. So if tomorrow I won't be around, at least somehow I was able to give whatever it is that I have and people would remember me, not just as a person, but someone I who shared whatever she has, particularly with her students. I think it's it's somehow similar with what Mr. Abanya said. You can seize the day, but whenever you do, you just make sure that you give it your all. Because even right now, we don't know if we'd still wake up tomorrow. Right? So if we teach today, we just give it our all. That's a really beautiful quote, Sir Clemente. Uh, for me, it's actually related to... Uh, Miss Rico, my personal motto in life would be the only thing we keep forever is what we give away. So in our profession, we always share ourselves to people. Yeah. And we hope that whatever we share to our students, somehow our legacy, just like Matt, what Miss Rico said, we, we, we're, we're uncertain on how long we will last in this world. At least there's something that we give to our students that hopefully would last their lifetime or would last forever. Yeah, that's that's true. Because teachers really have big influence on society. If there wouldn't be any teachers now, there wouldn't be teachers tomorrow and the forthcoming. It's it's like the movie Pay It Forward. One affects the other, and I see it's really a big thing for teaching. Like learning the mga stories niyo about your past experiences. So okay, uh, you you have been in Saint Jude for a while, pero lahat kayo senior high. So what do you what do you think is the most fun part of senior high or mga things that you love about it? Uh, sugar, Sir Clemente, mauna ka na, you want. Kasi, originally, you're from senior high. OG ka, OG. <laughs> the last batch that I handled was, I think, three to four years ago. It was really unforgettable and lovely. So, shout out to the Renegades. Yeah, miss you guys. I, I was their batch advisor when they were in grade eight. And they became really close to me. That turned out to be an advantage when I became their teacher in senior high. Okay, aside from them being more matured, our familiarity really helped. So I know who to tap for particular for this particular activity. I know who to assist more in this activity. So that really helped a lot. So I think it's really fun and really unforgettable. So the last batch that I handled in senior high. Uh, as, as for me, well, I've been in senior high, high for, I think, just three years now. But um, in those three years... We have had a lot of competitions, conferences, events, and special occasions, all of which would have collaboration between and among teachers and students. Now, it's really good, especially the Senior High School Night. It was a really big event for all of us. Everyone took part in every aspect of the celebration. But for me, the most 
memorable, I would say, would be the behind the scenes, you know, the preparation for those big events. Um, like, for example, in MUN, the fun part there would not be the competition itself, but rather the training when we'd have to stay in school for until, I think, seven, until the guards would ask us to leave the school premises. And then I'd sit down with the students. I think it's something more personal. It makes the, the whole experience more special and memorable in, in such a way that the teachers and the students become more personal. You know, we, at one point or another, we do not treat each other as teachers and, and, and students, but rather as human beings. It, it feels good to know that some of the students trust their teachers to share their deepest thoughts, you know, some thoughts that even their classmates would find um, absurd. But hey, it's my, my, my aspiration. This is how I see future. And I'd like to share it with my teachers. So it feels like as if the, the students are sharing a part of them, themselves to the teacher. It's quite personal, and I think that's really memorable. Yes, I love that, how teachers and students learn from each other and grow together mm-hmm. through, through communication. And I understand that the three of you are um, on the social studies, and it's really true. Like Through communication and education, that's really how we leave an impact to society one individual at a time. And I find that so inspiring. But talking about um, senior high school or IBDP, the education around that moment where we're transitioning to college, how do you find that significant? Sir Obanya, would you want to go first? Well, IBDB is a unique experience, uh, if I may say so. It's a once-in-a-lifetime journey for those who are transitioning to college because uh, basically since I've been in IB since 2017 and uh, and luckily I'm still here <laughs> because I have one student for cohort five <laughs> for IB history. So um, yeah, the, the past years were different and unique. Of course, we have, before when we were in our face-to-face program, we have the cultural immersion wherein they have to go to a certain country or place that they have to immerse with other cultures. So luckily, I <laughs> I, got, I went to Bhutan and experienced the, the happiest place on earth, yeah, quote-unquote. Uh, then, of course, uh, we have the challenging parts or portions wherein uh, each subject is required to have an internal assessment. So, yun. Nag-prepare ka na ba, Paris? Mag-ready ka na ng topic mo oh, no. <laughs> for each subject. <laughs> oh, my. OMG. Then, of course, the 4,000 extended, 4,000 word extended essay, uh, which is, of course, selected. Uh, the topic is selected by the students, whatever you want to uh, have a research. And, of course, the IB history is a different approach because in junior high school, we're, we were teaching everything from prehistory to colonialism, blah, blah. Blah, blah, everything, all within the timeline of whatever history we're talking about. But in IB history, we're just focusing on a specific topic. For example, um, apartheid of South Africa. So we are focusing on Nelson Mandela and all the important uh, aspects of a uh, historical uh, part of, uh, of, our, of our world. Then uh, we just have to ha- have a conversation and discussion about all of those information within two years. That's the beauty of the IB history. You'll be with your student from year one, from start to finish. Sa finish line talaga, nandun tayo lahat, nagkakasama tayo, hanggang dulo. And that's uh, that's what I appreciate a lot about uh, IBDP. And I think from the previous batch, you know, from cohort one to cohort uh, four, I, I, I think they are, whatever they learned in the IBDP, they are uh, 
applying it in their college years. And I think that's uh, how important IBDP is. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, I would like to, of course, recognize that uh, this year uh, in our Linggo ng Wika, at kasaysayan for the very first time uh, for the RLP remote learning program uh, we've coordinated with the senior high school in IBDP and of course the senior high school spearheaded the program and uh, it was really a success for all the uh, departments and sana magtuloy-tuloy yung ganun ay Kaya, uh, please be ready for the IB History Contest that, that my soul student is preparing. right. Tyrone, if you're listening right now, are you ready with your contest? Uh, we will invite the senior high school. So I think sana magtuloy-tuloy yung ganun na, na, na camaraderie and, uh, and connection uh, with the pre-university programs that uh, our school have. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing about IB, uh, the subject, the way they teach. It's very concentrated, packed, like two big years before college. It's very challenging, but so far, I'm having fun. And um, thinking about going to senior high, naman, uh, Ms. Rico, what do you think? how do you think senior high school is significant towards the education and transitioning of the students to college? Well, I think it's not just about senior high school. It's about the pre-university programs that would include IB. I know some of you might be wondering why do we have to take senior, why do we have to be in senior high school or why do we have to choose between senior high school or IB? But you have to feel luckier because during our time, we didn't have this. So if you remember my story, I really did not want to take mass communication at first. I wanted to be a lawyer. Um, that would be my stepping stone or that would be my pre-law. Of course, considering all the resources that my family had at the time, I would have to choose which one would be the most practical. So at the time, that would be mass communication. And then there were limited courses offered. Um, we did not even have that comprehensive career gui- career and guidance counseling that you guys have now, which I think um, is a very strong point for any individual who is going to college. It helps you determine what your strong points are. It helps you determine, I'm really good at mathematics, so I'm going to pursue this. So it's like you're testing the waters when you are in senior high school or in IB. You get to know, uh, I think I would have to develop myself further. We are in the 21st century, and the 21st century skills are quite essential. And during our time, of course, we didn't have that. Uh, We didn't really know how to negotiate, not even with our teachers. Um, Collaboration was limited only among our circle of friends. But now, of course, your teacher would ask you, no, you have to choose other people. Uh, I'm going to make your own group. So you do not have any other choice but to collaborate, communicate, and negotiate, and to be more critical with uh, what's out there in college. So when you go to college, it's going to be a smooth transition already because much of the knowledge or the prerequisites, we would say, the prerequisites to college have already been taught to you in senior high school. So the adjustment wouldn't really be that much as compared to those people who did not go to senior high school. I think data would show some of the people who graduated during my time would have to shift their career. Mataas data that would show people shifting to different career because probably they were not able to discover what they were really good at. 
during that time when they were going to college. But actually, I think it's really true that we as children in the 21st century are really lucky to be having such broad college subject choices. I mean, like ABM, Hume, STEM, and even in IB, it's a lot more it's a lot more specific and it would it really helps students like me gauge our interest and yes. map out our career plans for after pre-university so yeah, actually um paris if also i may add the courses in college right now are quite different from the ones that we were exposed to uh most of the courses during our time were quite generic um if you wanted to be in business it's either you take up management or business administration but now everything is almost industry specific if you want or if you're quite passionate about applications there's um software development, blah, blah, blah. Or if you're into games, there's game development. So everything's really changing and we have to adapt to that. Yeah, I, I think a really big part of understanding what we really want or the stuff that we really are good at, I think I'd be really lost if I didn't have, even though I've been in senior high for just a few months now, I think it's really big help towards discovering what I really wanted. I think it's, it's a gateway to college. you have anything to add, Sir Clemente? You know, some of my uh, classmates when I were in my master's, they're working abroad and they told me that they're not acknowledged there as professionals because they only graduated four years in college or 10 years in total basic education, not 12. So other countries, they have 12. So Filipinos before, uh, they were treated in abroad as if they're not really professionals. But now, okay, since we have already the K-12 program, we're more globally competitive yeah that's true but i think one thing is for sure the pandemic shifted everything online classes and for and face-to-face or what do you think na students would benefit more from and again it's it's a new experience eh, itong online yes. uh, i never thought that i will teach online but here we are, <laughs> two years with RLP, and again, we're doing fine and good. Uh, we're surviving. Uh, however, I am hoping that in the nearest future, we can uh, see each other, have a face-to-face and interaction. Kasi mas, sa akin na, mas mahalaga yung interaction, hands-on uh, experiencing, uh, doing a project. It's, that's another kind of knowledge. Eh. It's important for us to have human interaction again. Of course, for now, we have to stay at home and do the RLP, uh, make the most out of this. Pero sana makita naman kami ni Ty- I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to my student in IB history because he's in a graduating level, year two. I really do want to see him uh, perhaps in the second semester so that we can talk about his, uh, his requirements face-to-face. And uh, I also told him that I would like to know who is taller from... Uh, <laughs> Among us, him or me or <laughs> because I have no idea at all. Uh, I can only see him here in uh, in Zoom. But uh, then again, uh, it, it's okay as long as we're safe in our homes and uh, we can accomplish whatever we have to accomplish face to face. Sana. I agree with uh, Sir Obanya, especially in student activities. It's 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 also a challenge. No, how will you oh, execute you know, programs <laughs> online? So talagang na-push kami yung, 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 yung innovativeness, yung creativity talaga nung mga bata, nung mga estudyante. Talagang na-push sila. And masabi nga ni Sir Urbanya, it's really important yung human interaction. You know, I was really sad last school year because I really looked forward to work with uh, Jeremy as the president already of the Student Council. 
you know, and then the pandemic happened, and so we had to work completely the whole school year online. So nakakamis din yung mga usapan after classes, you know, kumustahin mo sila, kamusta sa class. Yung after classes, usapan, nakakamiss yun eh. Pero nung sa question tong online or face-to-face, siguro ako, although mas gusto ko face-to-face, pero parang okay din blended. Yung combination of the two, since may taste na tayo nung dalawa eh. So parang for me, kunin natin yung maganda sa pareho, face-to-face and blend and online. And then emerge natin, baka mas maganda yung maging product. I agree with the circle bend. You know? I think as for learning, learning is relative. But of course, when it comes to holistic learning of an individual, definitely nothing beats um, face-to-face learning. Because first and foremost, while technology is continuously advancing, Almost everything is digitized or automated. I, I posted that question, um, if teachers will become obsolete in the future. Since with just a few clicks, you can learn anything. Any, I, I even told them, I think much of the skills that I, I know now, I got from YouTube. <laughs> okay. So, but why would teachers not become obsolete? Robots or even artificial intelligence could never replicate that um, sincere and genuine touch of the teacher, synthesize all the information and remind students of the values or the roots of that student. Because uh, we, whether we admit it or not, there is a huge propensity when um, students would be clinging too much on technology that everything is just based on it. We forget what our values are. So maybe if you're going beyond the capacity of, of a human being, then your teacher will be there to remind you, hey, you have to stop there. I think it's not going to help us in the future. But just like what Mr. Clemente said, we can have the taste of both worlds. We have to utilize technology, not the other way around. So that's the lesson of the fourth industrial revolution. We have to understand the real essence of being a human being. That's very nice, Ms. Rico. I love that sort of hypothetical question <laughs> like really dives deep into the philosophical wheels of my brain mm. to add I think it is true that, like, that the talent of the teacher really lies in the way they communicate and leave an impact on the students and that being said as teachers interact with students it's not really a one-way road as you guys have said you have some students like Cesar Obanya, si Tyrone you know it's an interaction so since teaching is about helping others, how do you think it has benefited or impacted you? Sorry, Clemente, go ahead. Although right now I'm not actually teaching. Some might say that I'm not anymore teaching. I think I still am. It's just that I cover different aspects of students' education right now. Well, to answer that, um, teaching has provided me an opportunity to occupy a meaningful space you know, in this world and to cement my legacy in making a difference and to touch life. So teaching is really a mission. You should really embrace it. Teaching would teach you to love your profession. So more than the, the, I mean, the money or something, it's more of your passion and really sticking to it, to something that you really love. Uh, same with me. Teaching keeps me alive, actually. Kasi, and it keeps me going. Because eh. uh, personally, I, I'm I'm quite an introvert. I would rather stay <laughs> at home and don't talk to anyone. But because of teaching, I've learned to interact more, to share myself, to share my knowledge. Because, well, sharing is caring. <laughs> Since I've experienced to do other jobs, then again, I, I went back to teaching. I think it's really a calling that I really have to do this. I, I want this. I love this. 
I will continue to do this until the end of time. <laughs> uh, so that's it. It's about passion and loving what we're doing. Ms. Rico? <laughs> uh, okay, thank you, sir. I think because of teaching, I was able to discover my potential in uh, different aspects. Because of teaching, I think I rediscovered my my passion for reading and research. And because of teaching, I was able to conduct um, my research confidently and, and present it to an audience um, internationally. It's, I think, a once-in-a-life experience. And I wouldn't have done it if I weren't a teacher. Um, second, I'm still on that path to becoming a better version of myself. And that's because of teaching. You know, the pressure of being a teacher, it's as if you cannot make a mistake. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of the phrase, teacher kapaman din. So something like that. Um, everybody's expecting you to be your best. At the end of the day, I also realized that personally, because of teaching, Uh, I learned to give. If before I was focused on just developing myself, I realized that the more that I develop myself, the more that I give to others. Because um, I cannot teach the students what I do not have. I mean, you cannot pour from an empty cup. I don't know if, if Miguel would agree with me or the, 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 the students that I once handled. Um, it's as if whenever I teach, I want to give them all the information that I know all the knowledge that I know I want to help them in almost everything because I realize at the end of the day when I see the student realize their value as a person or as an individual I think that adds up to my value as well that's for me personally yeah yeah I, I see where you're coming from then with that statement that you have to give mm-hmm. what you have to be a teacher you have to be a good human and, mm. and and for that i think you have to be able to share that with your students that doesn't just stay in the classroom i think it has to go even outside and the way that you connect with your students not just like supposed to be locked inside the classroom teaching in general it's a really really selfless profession molding the next generation and giving what you know and what you have to some students and in Sir Obanya's case with his IB student even right now pandemic students that we never see in real life and we're, you guys are selflessly sharing your knowledge and experience with us that's all I want to say very very grateful and that's what Teacher's Day is all about to commemorate the selfless acts of our teachers okay so as we're approaching the end of our episode what message would you like to give to your fellow teachers um Sir Obanya, would you want to go first? Inabasa ko sa Facebook. Uh, uh, forgive me if I cannot say it correctly, but uh, tough times doesn't last, but tough teachers do. <laughs> Kasi uh, as a subject area supervisor, during this time of pandemic, I've uh, hearing stories of struggles of my co-teachers, balancing everything. It's a balancing act. <laughs> of uh, uh, of teaching continuously in the morning for sessions then having asynchronous in the afternoon and submitting a lot of papers so ang hirap ng situation natin ngayon especially for teachers who are trying to be a really good teacher as well as a good daughter a good son a good husband a good wife ang hirap noon ang hirap you can't separate both uh, those different worlds kaso, kaso right now as of last year pa nag-start pinagsasama mo talaga pinufuse mo talaga siya so I have teachers na moms na oh my god nag-aaral pa yung mga, yung mga anak niya then 
at the same time she's teaching online. Eh, yun yung mga struggles na meron tayo, yung mga teachers ngayon. And I really do want to say that lilipas din po ito. This too shall pass. Kapit lang. Of course, we will help each other <laughs> in good times, in bad times. <laughs> I'll be on your side. <laughs> uh, so, kaya natin to. Kaya natin to. Yun lang yung, that's my only message for all my co-teachers. Thank you for sticking to it, sir. <laughs> we really appreciate. How about you, po, sir Clemente? For me, uh, of course, uh, happy Teacher's Day to all uh, the teachers. Kagaya nga ni, sabi ni Sir Urbanya, nasa mahirap tayong situation. So my message would be, try to focus on your blessings. Okay? So there are things that we should still be thankful for. Yun yung tutukan natin. Pag ginawa natin yun, wala namang mawawala sa atin eh. Nothing to lose, but you know, everything to gain. So I hope everyone maging safe. Makikita-kita pa tayo face-to-face. So I'm really excited and I'm really looking forward to that day. As for me, uh, just like uh, my co-teacher said, uh, first, I'd like to greet every teacher. Happy Teacher's Day. Um, either by profession or by hobby, happy Teacher's Day to everyone. I think our first teacher would be my our mother. <laughs> so on Teacher's Day, let's not forget to greet our mothers or our parents. Happy Teacher's Day because they served as our first teachers. Uh, my message to the teachers right now, uh, as we are facing this difficult time, um, we have to breathe. And it's okay not to be okay. Um, although I know that a lot of our students see us someone strong and who can handle everything, let us also admit and accept the fact that we cannot take everything. So we as humans have our limitations. So it wouldn't make us less of a human being if we stop for a while and look out for ourselves. Um, We have to take a breather from time to time. We have to recharge. And then once we are recharged, I think we are again ready to face whatever it is that would come our way. And most importantly, when you are losing that faith in our profession, please don't see it as a profession, but see it as your mission to give, to share, and of course, to enlighten the future. So that would be all. That, that's a great interpretation of your thoughts there. I, I really love the way that that teachers can be able to connect to students. And that's why that's what makes them like teachers will always be teachers and not just a one-dimensional thing where you think na okay, hindi siya parang yung nine to five na job yung papasok ka ng umaga, inum ka ng kape, ganun. For me, parang being a teacher is more it's more of emotional connection. I'm glad that teachers do what they do. So you have any anything to add, Alexandra? Yeah, I just like to say thank you po so much for sticking to it despite the stress the paperwork especially right now in the pandemic there's just so much going on around the world and plus selflessly giving a part of yourself to every student that you encounter truly teachers make an impact though not seemingly on a large scale but on many individuals who would one day do some great things and it all really begins with a great teacher on that note thank you so much teachers for Having us interview you today. Such a great time. <laughs> I didn't like time was passing by really fast. It's really interesting knowing wh- what you came from, mga thoughts niyo. It's really so happy that you guys are able to go on here and do this with us. So, really, thank you. Thank you so much, guys, um, yeah. for having us here. Yeah. If I may add, pala, ha, I'd like to thank you for this opportunity for letting us share our stories. And good job, din po talaga. 
for the student council and of course sir easy ang galing may judenites on air because of our situation it, it also helped us and of course our students then to create this kind of platform na opportunity for for people to from our community to to share their stories and uh, uh, for this i'm very thankful thank you miguel and taris miss rico any last messages No, you guys, actually, I think this is a different, uh, this is just one of those things, just like what Mr. Clemente said a while ago. It's one of those things that you're going to miss. The after-class conversations. We talk to each other on a more personal level, and we get to discover and know the other person in, I think, in a different light. So thank you for having this kind of program. I hope that you get to invite more and all teachers so that everyone in the community would get to know different stories and somehow be inspired. So I, I think it's a very good opportunity. So. Thank you so much for for this endeavor. Of course, to the student council because this is actually new to me when they mentioned this during the project proposal presentation. What's this? What's 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 podcast? How do we do this? Etc. It's really something new to me, and I really thank them for having experienced this, having us experience this uh, kind of program. So thank you very much to everyone. Thank you, everyone, and especially our teachers for being with us here today. I hope you all learned a thing or two from the experiences, advice, and wisdom from our teachers. Hopefully, they left an impact on you just as much as they left an impact on me and my, my partner, Miguel. So once again, this has been Paris D. And this is Miguel Dim Isip. And once again, we wish all teachers a happy Teacher's Day.